Welcome to the Aurora Pierce podcast, where I promise to bring light into your darkness. I promise to bring passion and compassion to the journey of following your impossible dreams. I am your host, Aurora Pierce, but not really. I speak under a pen name to protect my children from embarrassment. In season one, we will explore finding adventure in your adversity through true personal stories. I would like to thank my sponsor, InspiredDawnPhotos.etsy.com, where you can purchase beautiful nature prints with inspirational writing on metal or greeting cards. My lawyer says I need to do a disclaimer, so here it goes. Yes, I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor. Please see your medical doctor for your medical concerns. Call 911 for emergencies. The Aurora Pierce podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for seeing your doctor. It should not be taken as medical advice. Please see podcast information for more details. Welcome to episode 10. How do you forgive? I am going to use rape as my example for forgiveness. Partly because rape is one of the greatest pains we will ever have to forgive. Partly because it takes forms other than physical violation. Partly because it is a description that conveys the level of wounding. In no way do I intend to diminish or minimize the trauma of physical rape. Long before medical school, I sat on the floor of the empty hospital hallways at night holding a young woman who had just been raped. She trusted me to go through this experience with her. I let her cry on my shoulder, my chest, my lap, wherever the tears flowed. We waited an eternity for the sexual assault nurse examiner or sane nurse to come process the physical evidence. I waited outside the exam room to preserve her privacy and to promote full disclosure of the incident. I safely took her home afterwards. Later, as a physician working in a county jail, I was often the first post-rape contact after the police. I put the pieces of human life back together as best I could while woman after woman waited for the jail van to take her for her sane evaluation. Sometimes I put the pieces of human life back together as best I could 20 years after the event. Rape can be emotional. It is a gross violation of our trust. It is an act of power. It is an act of control. We are diminished. We are violated. We are in disbelief that someone did this to us, often someone we trusted. Rape can be financial. Our assets are stolen. We lose access to them when we need them most. One friend had a husband with a gambling problem. He lost so much money that they lost their house. She was powerless to stop it. For me, rape was spiritual. It was done by a pastor I worked with for over 10 years. He went to Central Asia with me. We fasted and prayed together to start an outreach of the church into an underserved area. I trusted him. One of my many spiritual gifts the Holy Spirit has given to me is called a word of knowledge. This means that at times I know something that I have no way of knowing. As an example, we led a small group that rotated houses. One man said he needed to clean up his house before we came. I had to literally bite my tongue to not say, 
Do you have to clean up all your Playboy magazines? When we got to his house, he had wall-to-wall and floor-to-ceiling Playboy magazines. When the spiritual rape occurred, I had a word of knowledge. About a year after the outreach church had hired a youth pastor, we had a meeting of youth parents. We were told that the youth pastor was stepping back. The reasons given did not make sense to me. I asked clarification questions. The main pastor would take over the youth group. He told local businesses in the area that his youth group would come clean up their worst messes for them as an outreach. I asked how my children would be protected from hepatitis in the tattoo parlor needles and from the chemicals of the photography studios. The pastor waited until the next Sunday to call me out. He said I was not really a Christian. I was pretending to be a Christian. I was not allowed in his church any longer. I was excommunicated in a Protestant church without any due process or elder involvement. I was blindsided. I did not understand why this was happening. Later, I found out that many ugly things were happening behind the scenes that I knew nothing about. The pastor thought I knew about them. I challenged his authority at the youth meeting. I ran out of the church sanctuary and hid. It is ironic that I needed safety from the sanctuary. It took my family a long time to find me. I literally could not talk for three days. I knew I had to forgive. I had no idea how to forgive this violation by a trusted pastor that wounded me so deeply. Friends prayed with me. I read books on forgiveness. I still had no idea how to forgive this depth of pain. After three months of seeking Jesus, he gave me an image of what forgiveness looked like for me in this situation. It looked like Jonah. Many of you probably have heard about the story of Jonah being thrown overboard from the ship and being in the belly of the whale for three days. The story continues after this. Jonah went to Nineveh, a very powerful and violent city-state. Jonah preached repentance to Nineveh for three days. Because of Nineveh's character and reputation, Jonah never thought they would actually repent, but they did. God did not destroy them. Jonah was angry. He went to a hill east of the city. He sat down. He waited for God's fireworks show. He waited for God to destroy Nineveh. Jesus gently told me I was like Jonah waiting for the fireworks show. I needed to stand up, turn around, and walk down the hill without looking back. It was God's decision how and when to deal with this pastor. It was a process that took some time. I gave the pastor to Jesus over and over and over. I told Jesus that revenge was his, not mine to take. I mentally stood up. I turned around. I walked down that hill without looking back, without waiting for the fireworks show, over and over and over. Eventually, the pain diminished to a place that I could attend a different church and function. Even though I did not look back, the stories came to me. About a year after the incident, someone stuck gasoline-soaked rags into the tailpipes of both vehicles in the pastor's driveway and blew up the cars. I would not wish this on anyone. Jesus let me know the pastor was being dealt with. The pastor rose to second in command in a megachurch in a different state. 
I was simply grateful I would not run into him on the street. Years later, the entire megachurch system collapsed and took the pastor down with it. I think this is when God truly dealt with him. Rape has many layers of wounding. Forgiveness has many layers of peeling back the pain and addressing it. For years, I refused to make more than a very few friends in the new church. I made my friends outside the church. I lost almost all my friends when we left the previous church. I was not going to go through that again. God was patient with me. About 15 years later, I went through a year of deep cleansing. God kept bringing people and incidents to my mind that I needed to forgive. This was one of many. I forgave and forgave and forgave until I had nothing left to forgive. The deepest parts of the pain of the spiritual rape persisted. I told Jesus he was going to have to deal with this himself. There was nothing else I could do. Miraculously, 16 years after the initial wounding, I received a letter of apology from the pastor that had kicked me out of his church asking for my forgiveness. Difficult means needing much effort or skill to accomplish or to understand. Forgiveness requires this. Forgiveness requires us to address the wounding that necessitates the forgiveness. Revisiting this wounding can create its own pain. Forgiveness means to stop being angry or resentful. It prevents bitterness. It means we give up seeking revenge. We do not forgive because the person who wounded us us deserves it. They almost never deserve our forgiveness. They rarely ask for it. We forgive because it heals us. It allows us to move forward in our life. We forgive because Jesus forgave us. Forgiveness does not mean that we need to trust the person who wounded us. We do not need to engage with them. We do not need to be in relationship with them. Jesus has protected me from encountering this pastor all this time. Who or what do you need to forgive? Will you ask Jesus for your own personal plan to reach a place of full forgiveness? Will you let him peel back all the layers of your pain to bring you full healing? I end with three scripture verses. Colossians 3, one, or I'm sorry, Colossians 3.13b. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Deuteronomy 32.35. It is mine to avenge. I will repay. Romans 12.19. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please share it with others on your social media. If you would like to provide financial support, please push the support button on the Anchor Public page and follow the instructions. If you would like to make comments, please do so through the Anchor app. Our sponsor, InspiredDawnPhotos.etsy.com, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D, D-A-W-N, P-H-O-T-O-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M has offered a one-time discount to listeners that send their name and email to Aurora Pierce Podcast at gmail.com. The discount will be available during the Season 1 airing period from October through December 2022. 
Please send the email that you may purchase a picture with. Your information will not be sold by either Aurora Pierce Podcast or by Inspired Dawn Photos. 